Hello and welcome to 37 Yard Line. We are we we are with you for like the first couple of weeks and then all of a sudden we just disappeared. We were like we were like what you would hope venereal disease would be like. We were like the the hopeful the 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 ideal crabs or syphilis like you know like we're there and then we just disappear. But but yeah, no, the 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 ideal situation now though is that we've regathered. We're Focused on how we want to present this thing, and, and within the next couple of weeks, I, I think you'll see more of a streamlined uh, thing here on 37-Yard Line. I'm Ryan McCombs. On the other end, I'm here in England, and on the other end, uh, sitting over in Vegas, is is Mitchell McCombs, and this is 37-Yard Line, so shit. We're going to talk football. Here you go. Fuck it. Hey, Fuck Mitch. It. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, I went to go see Dune tonight. And I, I got to say, you know, anybody out there, I know this is off this is the subject, but anybody out there looking for a good fucking movie, Dune is that movie. Uh, I can I can only, like, you know, you know what? Sponsored by Dune tonight. There you go. We're not sponsored by Dune at all. That would be super awesome if we were. But we're not. I, I, I um, wish we were getting paid. I wish that would be, <laughs> be. That's the best part about it. But, um, no, we're going to jump right in here. I know this is kind of hot topic, and it's kind of old hot topic, but not considering the fact that we haven't been on in a while so it's not necessarily it's not old for 37 yard line uh, but it's old as far as just it's everybody kind of knows all the ins and outs of it already and what i'm what i'm talking about here is the whole gruden thing what's your do you have any opinion on this the stuff going on with gruden i know that basically what it was it's not necessarily something that they were hunting they weren't headhunting for gruden on it and this just from my understanding i mean i'm not i'm not uh I'm not privy to any of the inside bullshit that 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 some of you aren't. I mean, I, I just I read the headlines like everybody else. But from my understanding, it was uh, they weren't head hunting for Gruden. This was all to do with the Washington football team crap with Snyder. Is that what you gathered? Uh, yeah, I gathered that as well. Um, it, it, it's crazy how they went through thousands and thousands of emails, though. It, it's crazy to me just how they went through all these emails and Gruden was the only one that said anything bad. Yeah, it's almost—I don't know. It, 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 you know, there's there's a lot of silver tinfoil hat wearing uh, ways you can look at this. I even, I, you know, I, I don't want to be. This, this one's completely from left field. And this is my own sickness of mind working with it. But you know, clearly Snyder is—he's Snyder. You know, has you know where there's money, there's power. Snyder has the ability to throw a curveball in there to try to get the attention off of off of his own situation maybe that's it i've heard i've heard that i've heard that uh that conspiracy theory um uh, one that i want to throw out is kind of my own though is <laughs> i can't help but wonder if if maybe the raiders organization had something to do with this for the simple fact that now they can part ways with gruden and possibly get a, get out from underneath some of the stupid contract they signed him to Oh man, and he still had like five or six years for that contract, yeah. Yeah, making ten million. I mean, it was the dumbest contract that, you know. I know we don't want to spend too much time on this. Cause like I said, it's old news, but I know, and I'm veering off here. But I think the Gruden, the Gruden uh, head coaching job, trying the, the money they paid him to lure him out of Monday Night Football was insane. He has always been like this, this white buffalo when it comes to coaching. But yet, if you really look. At his history in coaching, 
he did do something. He did raise the the uh, the Raiders up. But as far as the championship ring on his finger, that was that was Dungy's team in Tampa Bay. Yeah, that that was the that was the team that Tony Dungy and whoever the general manager was there at the time. That was the team that they put together. He came in in his first year there. He won with their team. So you know, I whatever. I, I've just I've never held. Gruden into as high of a regard as as a lot of people out there want to because they they because he's got a ring on his finger again in my opinion not with his team but uh, whatever the Gruden situation however you look at it the fact of the matter is how the information got out there it sounds like it was pretty some insane old old school old boy good old boy comments coming out of coming out of his uh fingertips onto the under the messages so you know you reap what you sow i i think at the end of the day if the raiders make a wise decision on their next head coach they'll be better for it yeah i'm with you on that one i think it helps out the raiders and it scares every other team in that division that they got rid of gruden <laughs> it's 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 kind of a damning that's probably the best way you could put it too it's it that is the most uh, telling statement that you can make is that it helps out the other teams in the conference or in the division if Gruden is fired. That's that's not a lot of praise for the uh, for the Gruden for the time that Gruden spent in in, in uh, Vegas and, or or Oakland either one. It was kind of like the whole uh, Mike McCarthy getting fired out of the uh, out of Green Bay. Yeah, Packers the, the, fans were rooting and hollering, cheering, but right. every other team in that division was sitting there crying because they knew that that was going to mean a change for the Packers, probably in the best way. Yeah, yeah. Lefleur came in there, and man, I didn't, I actually didn't, I didn't know how I felt about Lefleur. There's been a few coaching hires that I've been completely off on lately, and uh, and coaching hires that I've hoped the best for that isn't necessarily at least in the early stages, isn't panning out necessarily. Um, this takes us to, real quick again, I know that one wasn't as quick as what I'd hoped. Um, if you don't have anything else to add on, on the Gruden thing, I don't know if, if that really ended it, but frankly, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what happened, where, how the information got out there, why all of a sudden the Washington football team investigation turned into a, uh, a John Gruden crucifixion, but you know, somehow it happened. And, and one end. person that really helped out was spanning into a next next subject is Urban Meyer took his name out of the uh, news. Yeah, I Urban Meyer. If if you did listen to any of the previous episodes of uh, Thirty Seven Yard Line, you, you've already heard my opinion on. I think it was a one of the worst hires of of this past off season of the coaching carousel that went around. Um, he's a he's a college. I think it's. Whatever. I think he is going to fall right in line with the Lou Holtz, with the um, Nick Saban coaching hires, the this uber successful, the, the Steve Spurrier, the uber successful college coaches that try their hand at, at, at the pro game. And it's just a different animal. I mean, you choose them up and spit them out. It does. Well, it's just, it's a different animal. I mean, so much of the college coach's job is predicated on, 
on uh, recruiting. And Urban Meyer, from the get-go, soon as soon as free agency hit, Urban Meyer's complaining about how free agency is ran, and this it's because all of a sudden he wasn't able just to go, "Hey, I'm Urban Meyer," to every blue chipper or, in college terms, five-star athlete, and just easily get them to come to his school. He, you know, these guys. It was about money. It's the pros. It's a pro game. It's about money. It's about you don't give a shit who you are. You're not. You're not at Florida or at Ohio State anymore. They, the, the, the pro athletes didn't give a shit about that. So he wasn't able to get everybody he wanted. And then the draft rolled around in a free agency. And even in free agency, he's going after people, from my understanding and from what I heard and what I read, was he was, he was basically going after people that he wanted in recruiting as a college coach that he wasn't able to get to come. Yeah, I heard that as well. He just went. Yeah, he he's just not cut out for the pro game. And I, I'm not just saying this. Anybody again? If you listen to the past episodes, if you, if I'm a, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan by by uh, raised to you know I, I grew up a Cleveland Browns fan, and so I, that's one of the radio shows I listen to religiously is, is the is the Browns Network. And one of the comment, one of the one of the uh, DJs on there, one of the one of the hosts has close ties to the whole Ohio state thing. He used to be the one, the, the host for the Ohio state radio show. And he was talking about, um, Bo Bishop is his name. I should give him credit. He, he, but he was talking about how he just, as much as he, he really respects urban Meyer in the, in the football mind that he actually has, he was like, yeah, he felt like, or at least he was getting the opinion. I should say, I shouldn't say it was his feeling. I don't want to quote him, but, from my understanding of listening to the episode of different episodes, when he's talked about that situation, he kind of felt like the vibe that he was getting from those close to the Meyer situation. Everything was just that once Meyer got into the pro situation, he really just, it was obvious that he didn't know what he was getting into. And I think all this crap you see with, you know, not flying home with the team after a loss, not, you know, staying in Ohio and, and partying up at a bar. Um, wow. I mean, you know, the, the, the former pros out there are just scratching their head going, I've never seen anything like that before. So, yeah, that, that's when you know it's even bad is when former pros are like, no, coaches always stay, especially after yeah. losses. Yeah, it's. I don't think he's long for the job. I, I don't think, you know, obviously Gruden is gone. I think Meyer, I think Meyer is probably the next guy. I don't think, I think Khan is realizing his mistake. Um, the owner, I should say, the owner there of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the Khan family. I think they're realizing, I think they've already realized their mistake. Um, I, I really don't think winning. I, I'm not sure if, if they ended up winning like a good handful of games here towards the end of the season. I don't think that would even save his job. I, so I don't think he's long for the job. No, I'm with you on that. Is there anybody else? Like as far I know we're, we're creeping up. It's hard to say halfway point now that they added a 17th game, but we're creeping up to the halfway point of the, of the, of the, oh, excuse me, of the uh, league year. Is there anybody that you're feeling Mitch is, is kind of like that next guy up on the hot seat as far as NFL head coaches go. 
Uh, one of those guys have to be probably Vic Fangio uh, with Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That that team's just collapsing, and I've heard his play calling is just it's not there. Well, you know, I that was a hire that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at the time. Because, let's face it, he's not you know, as at the time that he was hired. It was the where's the next Sean McVay? You know, you had you had all these. Cliff Kingsbury, Lafleur, the the coach there in Cincinnati, you had all these guys. It was like who can hire the youngest guy and be the next one to pluck the this next star coach out of out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, Denver hired this seven hundred and fifty year old defensive coordinator, and it just it it was odd at the time. And there's no knock on him. I don't. I'm not picking fun at at saying he's 750 years old. I'm just. He was so left field from what everybody else was doing at the time. Because of that, I kind of dug it because I I was kind of sick of of hearing about all these 30 some year old guys because everybody everybody just wanted the next the next McVeigh. Um. So I, I dug the fact that Denver kind of veered in a different direction there, but at the same time, it was just their their choice of guys to go with left me kind of baffled. Because be an asshole, but you you looked at it and you kind of felt like if if Fangio if he if he was really all that would he ha- would he have been in the league? at the level that he's been at for as long as he has and not been looked at before. I'd never heard his name mentioned uh, with previous jobs before that one. So it was just kind of like, I don't know. It, it seemed like an odd hire at the time. I, I can see where you're coming from, though, because I watched that game, and we'll get into it. We're getting ready to get, get into this, the, the rest of the weekend's games here. And so, you know, this is it's Saturday night right now that we're talking. And, of course, being a Browns fan in England, I stayed up till one thirty. didn't go to bed until – Five the four four or five a.m. Uh, Friday morning here, Thursday night there, uh, watching the the Browns and and Broncos game. Um, I'm not I'm not a diluted or demented I should say, Cleveland Browns fan. I'm gonna call it the way it is. Thank God the Browns were playing the Denver Broncos Thursday night, or else I don't think they would have pulled the game out. Um, hats off to the fact that Cleveland is playing with a mass unit of injuries right now. Both starting running backs down, starting uh, right tackle down, starting quarterback down. Um, their their injury list is ridiculous, and uh, but at the same time, it was an impressive win. It, it was a it was a great game to watch as a Browns fan. But, man, thank goodness we were playing the Denver Broncos because the Broncos aren't very good right now. Yeah. And I, I was pretty high on them coming off of, you know, the first three weeks. Yet they did face pretty much nobody for the first few weeks. But Yeah, you're seeing that now. We, we talked about that all the time. You, you, have to, you have to let those first four weeks play out, and then people start playing like they're going to for the rest of the year. Yeah. 
and especially with Carolina. Yeah. Denver and Carolina, same thing, same animal, same, yeah. same, same beginning of the season. Oh shit, here they are. And then it's like, oh, okay, no, here they, here they really are. Maybe um, Sam Darnold isn't as bad as. I still have vote for Sam Darnold. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I do too. I don't even know I why. Too. I, I, you know, gingers don't have souls, but I still, <laughs> I still hope the best for him just because, you know, I want, I want, I don't players in the history of the NFL that I've ever just had like a you know, I hope their Achilles comes out of the back of their leg and knocks them unconscious by smacking them in the back of the skull so hard. There's been very few of those type of guys. So I, I hope the best for Darnold. Um I'd like to see him do well. Uh, I would like to I, I, I would like to bring up another coach's name as well. And uh Mike Zimmer. Man, is that guy ever just gonna get fired from Minnesota? He always wins just enough. Yeah. Yeah, especially it, with his last two games, dro- drove down in the last minute to kick the game-winning field goal or chance to kick the game-winning field goal. No, you're you're absolutely right. At some point in time, always doing just enough can't be enough. Yeah, it, it, it's not not to you know he's like a step above. Uh, that that awesome, that amazing coach that you had coaching your favorite team, the Rams, there for a while. What was Jeff Fisher? Yeah, yeah, that was him. That you know, the next Vince Lombardi. Um, he's like a, he's like a step up from from Fisher. Fisher was always your eight and eight guy. Um, Zimmer Zimmer will get you to the playoffs every year and lose every year. So he's like a step up from Fisher, but you know he he needs to be like a, a leap. They need they need somebody there, and you, you want to see him do it sooner than later because the talent is there to do something. I mean, Zimmer's getting him to the playoffs. The talent's obviously there. Yeah. They need somebody to to push them over the hump, and uh, you know maybe I don't know. I've never been a big fan of that uh, of of. Uh, Oh my! My brain just went blank. The the quarterback that Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. He he is basically to me he is the quarterback equivalency of Zimmer. He, you know, he'll get you there, but it, it's not fair to say. I know it's just there's there's certain statistics with Cousins that would point to my next comment not being true. But as a fan watching the game, I feel like. I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that he's not going to he's not going to he's not going to lose the game for you. He's not going to cost you the game. But he's not going to he's not going to like win the game for you. He's not going to yeah. do something to to just like take the game over. He's not going to pull some Joe Montana shit. You know, take the game over. Yeah. I don't know. You you pull up two good names there with that uh, Zimmer and uh, I. I really, I don't think I can't think of anybody I would add to that right off the bat at this point in time. I mean, I I can't think of any. Zimmer. A name. I mean, I mean a name that technically you should or could throw into that list is uh Shanahan. 
That's such he's a weird there. one. You're absolutely right because Shanahan is viewed as being this guru, awesome young coach. But when you break down his wins and losses, he ain't got much to stand on. He only has one winning season. Yeah, and that's insane because every time I hear it, even though I know it's true, every time I hear that, I'm like, what? Yeah. I know it's true, but it's still hard to believe as much as much kudos as he always gets from everybody in the league. At the end of the day, you're right. That is that is the facts. That's one winning season so far, and I think in what, five years? Four or five years, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, you can, you can toss it up to injuries because last year they had damn near nobody um, oh, playing for they, the team. Their, their injuries list last year was, like, stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can knock it down to injuries and whatever, but still one winning season in, in four or five years. Yeah, I, 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 you're absolutely right, and it's still it's it's hard for me to even comment on it because it does baffle me. Because again, you hear that name and you're like, oh yeah, he's a good coach. He's he's like one of the top young coaches, but on paper, realistically, he's not. And yeah. it's not he doesn't have the talent. He has the talent. That talent was injured last year. You're right, but. You know, and they gave up a they gave up the fucking Brinks truck for uh, Trey Lance. They gave up three number one, two, three. Well, they traded they swapped number ones this year and gave up two for future. I mean, they gave like an L. They gave like an L.A. Rams type trade. Yeah, and and uh, and thank God the Jets took Wilson. Otherwise, they may have done that. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you I can't think of anybody to add to that. You, you actually now three. Uh, I think you brought up three, uh, three good ones right there that I can't top any of. I can't. I don't. I can't even add anything to that because nobody's coming to mind right now that you haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Shit. Let's get to the games. I just come. Abbreviated, but let's just let's just fucking haul ass to the games right now. It's coming up to week seven of the NFL. The Denver Broncos fall to the hands of the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, as a fan, really happy to see how that game turned out. How the end was. They left a lot of points on the board, as far as I was concerned, because they got over the fifty-yard line every possession. In the first half, but only walked, but left the half with only ten points because they, every time they got over the fifty-yard line and got in the field goal position, they killed themselves with uh, with penalties and such. But anyway, man, they deal, they got the win. If you if you, if you're it was, it was a good game, good game to watch. Uh, but we got games coming up tomorrow. I think is when you'll be you'll be listening to this. It'll be today, Sunday. Right now it's you know, I don't know. Fuck it. You know what? We got games coming up. <laughs> First game I've got listed here in front of me. This is the win loss and if we have anything to add to it, we will because hell, it's it's thirty seven year old line, it's our show. We'll say what the hell we want. We got the Washington Redskins, or being from Indiana, I would say it's the Washington Redskins versus the Green Bay Packers. Hey, don't forget the name change. 
Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> like, hopefully, Sitting Bull isn't out there and he's not pissed off at the fact that I just called it the Redskins. Um, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Washington. The Washington. As, as, as they say in Boston, the Washington uh, football team. Sorry. Stupid political bullshit. Um, the Washington football team versus the Packers of Green Bay. Um, I, I got to stick with Wash, uh, not Washington, the Packers on this one. Oh, I was going to say, you just got, you just got home. You just got back to the Nevada there from, from a little visit in the Wisconsin area. Yeah, I got to take the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rod, that team's confidence is through the roof right now, especially with Aaron Rodgers screaming, I still own you to all the Chicago fans <laughs> at Soldier Field, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, but he knows he's safe. What's Chicago going to do? As long as Matt and Nat, right there, boom. There's yeah. my coach. There's my coach, Matt. There's another coach right there that I was so wrong on. I thought Matt Nagy was going to be a, was a great hire by the uh, by the Chicago Bears, and I was so wrong about, about that. Matt, yeah. go back in time real quick. Matt Nagy is my coach on the hot seat. Um, but no, Green Bay. You got Green Bay over Wash. Yeah. I would have to agree with you here. I, Washington is not playing the quality, and I know Fitz, Fitzmagic is out, but at the same time, they're just not even defensively. They're not playing the quality of the quality of football that I thought they were going to be pulling off this year. So I'm with it. It's going to be Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay. Who? It, who the hell isn't going to Green? Every free agent that pops up right. Every time a big name gets dropped, whether it's Merciless from uh, from Texans or Smith from Dallas, they they sign with Green Bay. So not only was it a good team to begin with, they just keep getting better um, yeah. talent-wise. So, yeah, I'm with you. Green Bay over Washington. Ron Rivera is one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, but but I got you on that. I, I agree with you on that. It's going to be the, the pack. Go, pack, go. Yeah, whatever. I lived in Chicago for five years. It hurts me to say that. Plus, <laughs> seeing a picture of you the other day with wearing a Green Bay, you were out there on a boat in Wisconsin. That hurt. I still got. I just got a little puke in my throat just thinking about that green and yellow thing on you. Um, I was joking around talking about bringing the uh, Walter Payton jersey out there. Oh, that would have been nice. That you should have done that one. That would have went over like fucking a lead tennis ball. The uh, what is uh, we got Kansas the the Chiefs of Kansas City, who can't seem to find a defense versus the Tennessee Titans, who I don't know who's going to show up from one week to the next with Tennessee. No, to what they just Tennessee loses to the school of the blind one week, and then the next week they turn around and beat the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it, I I have no idea what's and, and you can't blame it on I, I don't know it, I I don't know what team's going to show up from week to week Tennessee who who do you got especially with the Chiefs you don't know what what kind of team's going to show up with them either I think we do I think we it's it's going to be a team without a defense yeah. And, and I don't understand that because you look at the roster and the roster, they didn't experience some like big losses during the season. No. 
the roster doesn't look much different. Um, but they teams are just just picking that defense apart week in and week out. And you know, Mahomes can put a lot of points on the board, but the thing is, is he he has to right now. Um, and he hasn't been too hot recently as well. Oh, he, he's he's. They they go on and on about these crazy ass throws that he makes, but the fact of the matter, or or tries in some cases, but the fact that he has to because he's running for his life. Yeah. Um, and they spent a shit ton of money, and and I don't know what the measurement of a shit ton is. Well, I clearly it's a ton, a ton of anything, it's a ton of shit or a ton of feathers. It's still a ton. It, they spent a on. On that that offensive line, we're getting Thune from New England to play guard. They uh, huge trade with the Baltimore Ravens to get uh, Orlando Brown. Yeah, to get the son of Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown there in uh, in in uh, Kansas City. They got uh, Kyle Long came out of retirement, uh, but not a big deal. I mean, it, you say that and you're like, eh. But he, he, a lot of people feel that he retired too early. So the fact that he came back, um, they they hit big time on that guard in the sixth round, Trey Smith. Um, that's probably one of the, the better draft picks they made in a while. I was a big fan of his coming out of Tennessee. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's one of those guys that you, you felt like he could he, he could play guard or or center for you and he seems to be just really he nailed down that that right guard spot for them um it's probably the the well and the center isn't doing you know the what is it humphrey that went there Creed humphrey yeah he's doing anyway we're, we're going on forever a bunch of games to get to you get back, to it, get back. You, you took the first game there i'm gonna take this one i'm gonna say uh, shit man i'm gonna say tennessee I, oh, I'm rolling with you on that one. I think Derrick Henry just takes over in the uh, second half. Oh, I wish. I just wish. I wish he would go away. But you're right. I, I say that. You hear me say it, it's because I'm a Nick Chubb guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Tennessee over Kansas City, and that's just for the simple fact that again, Tennessee has the ability to come out and beat the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You just don't know who's going to show up. If it if it's that team, it doesn't matter who they face. I don't think because I think, I think with Kansas City's defense falling flat right now, you looked at the Buffalo Bills and went, okay, they're the best team in the AFC. But now that the the Tennessee Titans turn around and beat them, you're just you're really scratching your head at, at who is the, who is the top dog in the AFC? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there is one right now. But maybe okay. the Ravens. Oh, shut up! I don't even want. To- <laughs> We'll get we'll get to that shit here. I friggin' NFL poster boy over there. Um, yeah, so we we both got Tennessee. We're both going Green Bay, and we're going Tennessee for two games. Third game, you're calling this one uh, Atlanta versus my. Oh, it's such a nail biter. Atlanta versus Miami. <laughs> I mean, watch out. We got powerhouses at work here. This is yeah. Jesus Christ! I got to tune into that one. You know, yeah. actually, I, I actually don't mind. I watched a little bit the, of the Falcons game against uh, New York Jets this past, last weekend here in London, uh, and 
dude, I, I, yeah, I dug the game until it just got out of hand. But uh, <laughs> Atlanta and Miami, who do you got? I know a tough one, right? I think I'm going to go Atlanta. You know, there are a few teams in the NFL, and hear me out here. There's few teams in the entire NFL, 32 teams, few teams, maybe none, with less talent. And I hate to say that because they're all pro athletes. They all they are all awesome talent at the end of the day. But as far as across the board, they may be they may have the least amount of talent on their team. And I, they, they definitely have deficiencies in the offensive line. Yeah. Um, they gave up their best player. They traded their best player away in Julio Jones, leaving Calvin Ridley as their, really their lone quality receiver. Um, running back situation has been kind of a, kind of a sore spot for them in the past couple of years already. They bring in Mike Davis, not setting the world on fire. Their best running that the best offensive weapon right now is 30 year old Cord. I'm gonna screw up his last, I'm gonna screw up his first name, but Patterson. Cordell, yeah, Cordella, or what, well, yeah, Cordell. Is that is that it? Is it just simply Cordell? Cordell, yep. Um, he's uh, I, I, I say all these names like super white boy from Indiana, it's it's embarrassing. Um, but it's <clears throat> he's probably the he's 30 year old uh patterson is is probably their most electrifying off he's not maybe he is their most electrifying offensive weapon which really tells you the state of the team um yeah. defensively they didn't do much in free agency or in the draft to help the fact that they were moving from a 4-3, years and years of playing a 4-3 and moving to a 3-4 defense. Um, they didn't do nearly enough in the draft or in pre-agency to help that transition. No. Um, so when I say the least amount of talent in the NFL, it's it, maybe a better term would be the, the, the least amount of correct talent for the schemes they want to play. They're, they're in that transition period where they're deep. They have defensive talent, but they, they have deep guys that have reduced in a four, three. And if you don't know the difference, there's a significant difference. It's a, you know, it's just, you're just, just on face. Anyway, we, we go into the X's and O's and I really wish this, this, we had time for that. Um, but we don't at the moment. Um, that is something, though, I would like to get into in future episodes because, you know, we got kind of the continental thing going on here with between England and America. And I think there's a lot of English people that love the game of are really getting into the American football game. I know I got friends that are really getting into the game of, of American football, but they don't necessarily understand it and they want to. So I'd really like to get into these type of conversations more in depth later down the road. But uh, they're making that transition, and man, it's 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 a big talent difference. What works in one works in the other type thing. Um, but I'm going to go with you on this. Uh, I, Miami, I think is is superior in a lot of areas, but 
Atlanta. I watched a little bit of that game. They were fun to watch. And I think this is my opinion here. The the head coach there, help me out here, Smith. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. <clears throat> Maybe one more sign that I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about coaches. <laughs> I used to have a pretty decent barometer on coaching talent. But I have been so off lately. When he got the head coaching job in Atlanta, I went, who? Yeah, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. But I watched him on the side. It got me interested enough that I've watched some YouTube videos of interviews with him and, and post-game interviews with him. And I'm really digging the coach and the personality that I'm seeing on the sideline in those interviews. And I really think given the time he may actually turn that team around a little bit, but it's they're not be good, but they're at least an entertaining team to watch. And right now the, the, on the other side of that field in this game is Miami. And even though I thought the head coaching hire that they, they made, was a good one. I I don't know. I, I I don't understand their handling of Tua. I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of their personnel decisions as far as who they get rid of. Who they Kyle Van Noy? They just up and released him in the off season after after just one year of giving him a huge contract. Um, I I just don't understand what that team's. They traded. Um, who is the defensive end? They traded Lawson, Shaq Lawson. They traded Shaq Lawson to the Texans for the middle linebacker uh, McKinney, McKinley. Mm-hmm. And then released McKinley. And at the time, it was like, okay, that makes sense. Miami needed a middle linebacker. McKinley's a Pro Bowl caliber middle linebacker for a 3-4 defense, What exactly what Miami plays. It was it was a nice swap by them, made sense. But then they really he didn't even make it out of the preseason, so I don't understand. And in the, the stuff with Tua, I maybe Tua's not getting the job done in Miami, but I'm not sure that's Tua. Tua Tua beat out Jalen Hurts after just a year after Jalen Hurts won the national championship with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tua beat him out and put him to the bench. The transfer. Well, you you were saying the other day when we were talking, you know, remembering Tua time. Who's gonna who's who's tanking for Tua? Tank for Tua. Yeah, I mean that was a thing because his talent was that highly thought of. So to say now that Tua Tua sucks, I I don't think he does. I I, so so I'm with you. I'm I'm taking Atlanta in that game because I just don't trust what's going on there in in Miami. And I think this whole game is a situation of me being a, a complete idiot on coaching these days because I thought the Miami coach hire was good. Not so sure of that anymore. I I didn't know what the hell Arthur Smith was. I didn't I I, I didn't understand that hiring at all. And now I'm feeling like that might have been a pretty damn good hire. And I hope me saying that doesn't jinx him. <laughs> but, no, okay. we're we're agreeing way too much on this shit. 
We are. We got to change it up here. Yeah. Well, we got for New York Jets versus the New England Patriots. Are we going to change it up here? <sighs> hey, this is mine, isn't it? This one's mine. I'm going first on this one. Sit back. Shut up. I'm taking it. I got it. I got it. The talkative, the, the, the blowhard is going to take this one. I'm taking the New York Jets because I'm. Damn it. For, <laughs> I'm waiting for. Uh, we're going to agree on this one, too. I'm just waiting. I can't take New England. I can't take it. I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll and, stick with New England then. Oh, shit. There you go. You don't have to do it just to, just to argue here. but I'm doing it just to say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm take, I, I, Robert Sala is. He's one of my. He was my favorite coaching hire of the offseason. Um. I I don't know what's going on there. I I you and I have talked about it on this episode. We talked about it uh, personally between just the two of us. We didn't understand the infatuation the NFL had with Zach Wilson. We won't get into that. We don't have time for that. We didn't understand it. We looked to be correct in not being able to understand it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if if the play caller there in in New York that he brought with him from San Francisco, I don't know if he's ready to be an offensive coordinator. Um, this sounds like a whole lot of you bashing on the Jets after you just picked them. I, I, I but I'm, my point is is that I I just want to see Salah win, and frankly. I can't, I can't, I'm still, they're not removed far enough from dominating for the past two decades. They're not far enough removed from that for me to be okay with the Patriots yet. (laughs) And frankly, I may never be, unless they go back to the old, the old uniforms, the old Andre Tippett era, the old Mm -hmm. Altoon Andre Tippett era where the, with the, the Patriot squatting, taking a shit on the side of the helmet. Those are the, uh, you know that that's the that's the good old days right there. I want to see I want to see those uniforms back. Maybe I'll forgive them for for killing everybody for twenty years. Um, but no, I'm going New York. You're going New England. Why? Why New England? They haven't won a single game at home yet this year. That is fucking awesome. Um, as well as <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. That's fucking awesome. Um. As well as the fact is I'll go with the uh, last time these two teams played, New England pretty handily handled the uh, Jets. Yeah. They do have Jamie Collins back. For for any diehards out there that Jamie Collins is, a, I think this is his third stint back with the New England Patriots. And I, I, I really like Jamie Collins. He's one of my favorite interviews. A linebacker. Uh, spent some time with my Browns. Um, but they got him back. He was recently released by the Detroit Lions, and he's made his way back over to uh, New England again. And uh, so I do like him. There's, there's New England's one of those teams that have individual players that I dig, but the fact that they play for the Patriots, I'm just kind of like, ah, I can't necessarily root for you there, guy. Um, so we, we do. We're, we're a house divided on that one. We got a uh, Carolina and New York Giants. This one's your call. You got the first pick on this guy. Well, I think it's pretty obvious who I'm going to go with after seeing who the injury report with uh, the Giants. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. 
They're missing Saquon. They're missing Tony. They're mi- they're missing quite a bit. Yeah, and I don't think they have the depth to to handle that. No, it's not. I don't even know what they're de- and, and that's I, I I apologize. I I'm I'm a little uneducated on this because for the longest time, Gallman, uh, G A L L M A N. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just going by my Indiana schooling. I think it's. Uh, Wayne Gallman was yeah. the backing up in Carolina now? No. He Car- no, he's not in Carolina. No, no, I think he's in Atlanta. Is he in Atlanta? I think he might be. I think it I think their death chart reads um Mike Smith, Patterson, and Gallman. Gallman uh, is currently with yep, the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, look at the big brain on Brad. Um I'm gonna go Carolina on this one too because I just I don't think New York Giants with the injuries that you just you just talked about I don't think they have the depth to be able to hold up there so I think I think we see the old uh old Super Sam there pull one out on the Giants yeah Cincinnati versus Baltimore Man, I, I I can't help it. I, I'm going with my I'm going with my 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 want on this one. Um, everything tells you that Baltimore should win this game. I don't care if Lamar Jackson ends his career, and I don't think he will. But if he ends his career with 700 Super Bowl championships, I will still say he's not that good. <laughs> And and I'm so unfounded on that, but sometimes I feel like the NFL, and take this for what you will, I feel like sometimes the NFL wants Lamar Jackson to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. But I'm going with Cincinnati because, once again, I've seen a little bit of them this year. I hate both these teams, number one. <laughs> and that's because I'm a Browns fan. But I like the talent. I like some of the players that are playing down there in uh, southern Ohio. Um, people scratch their heads when I, – I, and I say people because I was one of them – when the Bengals drafted uh, the LSU wide receiver. Easy. Jamar Chase? Yeah. People scratch their head a little bit when they took him over giving Burrow some more protection with Sewell or uh, or Staten, Staten, the kid from uh, that San Diego picked up, left tackle from Northwestern. Um, or even the fact that it didn't take Kyle Pitts because they needed a, a tight end for some time now. Um, but, man, that kid, that case looks like he's for real. I mean, yeah, he's just open. He's always open, and yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Cincinnati here just because between those two teams, I want Baltimore to lose more than I want Cincinnati to lose. I'll See, I'm I'm with you on that. I want I really want the Bengals to win, but in my heart, the Ravens win it for me. Yeah, I know that's a smarter choice. I just man. 
Baltimore owes the Cleveland owes the city of Cleveland two Super Bowl trophies, and until that happens, I, I'm never going to root for him. Uh, all right, your call on this Philadelphia Eagles versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders looked hot coming out with this new help, with with the new coach, um, with, with with their intern coach, and uh, I, I don't know what I think of the Eagles still. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I'm I'm gonna agree with you on this one because I I think Jalen Hurts is so good, and I don't mean so good as in damn he is so good. I mean he's only so good. Um, not a knock, and you know. He's a pro NFL quarterback. Um, I'm just not sure if he's a starting pro NFL quarterback. Uh, or I should say if he should be. Uh, he, clearly he is one. I'm just not sure he should be one. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the nicest dudes I've ever read about and everything. So I hate even saying anything derogatory about him. But I'm just not sure he is the long-term answer in Philadelphia. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that coaching hire, which means he'll probably be the next. Um, um, I'm not sure about that coaching hire. I I think I think the problem with with Philadelphia starts with their office. I think uh, Grossman is a bigger issue. Their their GM for those of you that know. I think that their GM Grossman is a bigger issue than anything they've got going on down on the field. Um, he has depleted that team of talent the past few years. I, I think that's the problem that Peterson ran into there, not just the fact that Grossman is interfering with, from everything I've read, Grossman is interfering on, on coaching personnel decisions. Um, but but he's also, you've, you've, you've watched the talent level there in Philadelphia gradually decline every year the past <laughs> I'm not privy to how well the Vegas uh, how well Raiders did I wasn't paying attention last week to be on how the interim coach did there so you're saying they looked really good under him so I gotta take your word for it and um, I, I, I'm going with Raiders on that one I mean, here's a stat. Take it how you want it. Take it against the Broncos or take it for the new head coach for the Raiders or the intern coach for the Raiders right now. The uh, Raiders scored for the first time on their opening drive for the first time in 12 years. Wow. Wow. Um, 12 years. I mean, that's going well beyond the the, the Gruden era. Um, yeah. Because I've not been impressed with that often since Gruden came back. Um, but I mean, that's going well beyond that. I just mentioned it and I just mentioned the name. We were talking about hot seat candidates earlier. I would be hard pressed if I was Jacksonville or Oakland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Las Vegas or even Chicago. I would be hard pressed not to give. Doug Peterson at least a phone call for an interview when it came to the coach. Yeah. Three of the five years he's in Philadelphia and they went to the playoffs and he was the head coach for uh, for the for the declining decision for the decisions in 
a front office that led to the decline in in person in, in talent of their personnel um, there in Philadelphia. Uh, he brought a a Super Bowl win to that franchise for the first time in the history of the franchise, and he did so with a backup quarterback. Um, I don't know how much better of a resume you need. Uh, you know that that's the guy that I would want. Insure, you know, he. I, there's other guys out there, but he is definitely a guy I'd want to talk to when it would. When I'm thinking about who do I want to have their hands on the shaping of my my uh, Trevor Lawrence or or uh, Fields in Chicago, um, yeah. Anyway, no, I'm with you on that. So my my choice on the next one, we get the Lions of Detroit and the Rams of L. <laughs> Yep. Fuck. Yep. Uh, we agree on this one. I mean, it's gonna be the Rams. Yep. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I want to see Detroit win a fucking game. I do too. Just not against my team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I'm not a Rams fan, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if it, if it was this week. Because I just want to see them play a game. I just want to see them win. I just want to see Dan was... Campbell smile and not cry. Oh, yeah, that one's a hard one to take. It's just the, I, I, I refuse to watch the, the video footage of that because I don't think Dan Campbell's capable of trying and nothing. That, uh, fuck that. Um, thinking of Dan Campbell crying is like thinking of your, your World War II era grandfather crying. It just doesn't seem right. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like I don't think those men were born with tear ducts, and that's kind of like the what where you come up with Dan Campbell. I don't think no, it, he, that man, if you cut him open, he wouldn't bleed blood, it'd just be testosterone. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, but no, um, <coughs> we agree with that. It's going to be yeah. Rams as long as Goff is quarterbacking that team. I love some of the, the drafting decisions, I, they. I, I don't know the name. You do the GM there in Detroit. Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes comes from from uh, L.A. I think he made some great decisions in the uh, – I think he had he quietly had one of the better drafts of the, of the – and not just for the simple fact that instead of grabbing one of these flashy – they clearly needed a wide receiver – Instead of grabbing one of these Devontae Smiths or one of these wide receivers, they went with the smart, how do you build a franchise in the trenches? They went with the left tackle. Um, he made, I love the fourth round pick of St. Brown. Um, he made Had a some, nice pick of Derek Barnes as well, the linebacker on Purdue. Oh, he's Purdue. I mean, how do how you not like that? Um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, Purdue. Actually, I think no, no, no. IU, it's IU that plays Ohio State tonight. Purdue's got yeah. somebody tonight here. In, in, Purdue just faced uh, Wisconsin. Oh, oh come, come on, on Purdue. Purdue. Um, yeah, we agree on that. It's gonna be Rams. Who's got the yeah. next? Houston or, or Arizona? Or I'll let you wait a minute. No, I'm I'm passing. Anything you want to add to your to your beloved Rams? 
they're coming off angry from a 20 plus point win. So uh, I don't know how to take that. So uh... <laughs> the Rams won by 20 last week. Man, it was uh, it was like 38 to like 13 or something. Who would they play? The Giants. Oh, geez. And they're yeah. and they're angry about their performance too. So uh... yeah, like just beating up on a like a, a pop Warner team. Um, yeah, yeah. I just made some fans. New York, just made some friends in New York. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> that's okay. New, uh, Sergeant Frank, our, our our mutual friend, Sergeant Frank. He's a he's a Giants fan, and you know the knuckle punch, death punch thing. But uh, I'll still tell him the Giants suck. Anyway, here we go. We got the uh, we got the Houston. What did I see? That line, yeah, they just picked up a smart pickup in free agency. They just signed uh, that linebacker that Miami let go. That McKinley, McKinney, McKinley, McKinney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just picked him up. So they finally have somebody in the middle there that, that knows how to tackle. Um, I'm still taking Arizona easily. <laughs> Houston and Arizona. Um, the Arizona might actually be for real. Yeah. And I may I be the, yeah, I may be the biggest idiot for putting the word might on there. They they appear to be for real. I, I still believe that they will have at least two losses during the season due to coaching decisions. Um hopefully those won't be in you know in, in like a, a playoff type game. <clears throat> but right now they've got to be one of the best teams going, if not the best team going in the NFL. Yeah. Both with Arizona on that one. Yeah, going with the Cardinals of Arizona because you know there's too many Cardinals in Arizona. Um, what we got here? We got Chicago and Tampa Bay. <sighs> Tampa's missing some big players. They're missing yeah. Gronk. They're missing Antonio Brown. They're they still got the Tom Brady factor. Yeah. So I, you know what. The Bears. I'm going with the Bears. Whoa. I I'm because I don't have any allegiance to either one of these teams. I'm I gotta go with Tampa Bay just because yeah, as long as Tom Brady's there, I I may not be a fan, but I, I acknowledge the fact of, of of just his ability. So I'm I i got to go with, with Tampa Bay on that one. So we, we once again disagree finally on another one. Uh you're taking Justin Fields. I just I have no faith in Matt Nagy. On top of that, I mean, if you look at just the coaches, like Bruce Arians can outcoach Nagy and in every way possible. Yeah. <clears throat> We're at Indianapolis versus the San Francisco 49ers. I'm I'm going with the Colts. Going with the Colts. I'm I'm agreeing with you on this one. I think the Colts are slowly starting to get closer and closer to playing like the team we expected them to be at the beginning of the season. Plus, they just got Quentin Nelson back. Yeah. Um, So not only I do I yeah they're starting to play like the team we expected them to be. Plus, they're slowly but surely getting healthy. And holy shit, they have been. They've ungodly amount of injuries thus far in this in the season. Yeah, um, they just lost Julian Blackman as well due to Achilles. 
Hopefully Quentin Nelson can play safety also. Um, <laughs> and T.Y. is out again. Well, yeah, that's like saying the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. He's just one of those guys where you, you see them resigning. Like this past offseason, they signed him for another year, and you're just kind of like, yeah, but you're paying you how many million dollars for six games? Yeah. Because that's all he's going to play. Um. He's just, he, he's just one of those players that is, maybe, maybe he's going to be a Joe Hayden, you know, Joe Hayden, uh, cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, longtime Cleveland Brown, all of a sudden hit this like two or three year period, about, about a two, yeah, about two or three year period where he couldn't stay healthy and Cleveland let him walk. They did the same thing with uh, Kirksey. Kirksey now looks like he's had a pretty decent year in Houston, um, Joe Hayden had a, a career revival in, in Pittsburgh. Maybe T.Y., same thing will happen. Maybe T.Y. can get past this injury plague a couple of years he's had. But right now, yeah, saying T.Y. Hilton for like saying, you know what, I think it's going to be, I think the sun's going to come out tomorrow at some point. I think, <laughs> I think the sun's going to come up. I think we're going to have daytime tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Indy on that one. I just, I don't know. I don't know who's running the ball in San Francisco. Um, that I think, defense, I think it's that Eli Mitchell again. I uh, and I I don't that defense hasn't been the same since Salah left. Yeah. But uh, Buckner revenge game. That's what I'm going with. Ooh, good call. I forgot about that little gem of the game. And I, I forgot to say, I, with the Houston game, is a DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt revenge game. Yeah, and I know how much how much J.J. Watt loved the city of Houston. I mean, he did so much for that city during the hurricane, really, you know, raised up, raised so much fucking money for that city during the, <clears throat> during the hurricanes and stuff. Uh, just a phenomenal human being. Um, one of those Wisconsin boys. Uh, just a, a great, great human being. But I'm sure... Organization-wise, he'd love to go down there and stomp a mud puddle in their ass just for being. Yeah, uh, that was our Sunday night game. Yeah, the Colts and the Niners Sunday night. Yeah, so we got Monday night is the uh, is the Saints and the the Seahawks. <sighs> I think famous Jameis gets it. You know. I'm going to go. I think this one's in Seattle. And dude, oh, no, wait a minute. Russell Wilson's out. Geno Smith is starting QB. Yeah, that's, that's New Orleans. That's, I, I don't, I don't see Geno Smith leading that team to a win. I, and who knows, is Geno Smith, I mean, there's a chance that his own player may break his jaw with a punch before the game occurs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Didn't that wasn't that he the one that was told yeah. in uh, New York? Yeah, yeah. Got his jaw broken by uh, by a teammate during a practice, not from a hit, but he punched him. Uh, for those of you that don't remember that one, that was a uh, your team must really endear you as the leader of their franchise when the players are taking swings at you. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't see. I don't see Geno's that. Yeah. I was going to take Seattle on that one if Russell Wilson was playing, but no, not with, not with Smith. Um, 
So, yeah, I, we agreed way too much on this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I feel creepy about that. Same. Especially since I have the worst record in uh, picking games so far this year. Yeah. Who who does? I do. Who has the best? Uh, you and Jaden. Yeah, and he's not here right now, so he doesn't count. So, basically, just me. <laughs> <coughs> well, shit. There we go. That was week going into week seven. We've already been through the Thursday night game. My Brownies won. Thank God it was against the Broncos. Um, we got a lot of good games this week. We'll see how it goes. And we will be back with you next week. Um, and we will be back with you. We're going to have a set time. We got to get that figured out. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. We got to get that figured out exactly set time when we're going to post these things. But from this point on, we will be like clockwork and have that up there for you. And I think we're going to do a better job of, of still streamlining this to where we can talk a little bit about schemes and about the game itself so that the fans here in England with this can learn a little bit and listen to what we're talking about. We can learn a little bit about the sport and, and deal with the fact that we have come to know the game pretty well, even though we're, we're uh, have no relation to the game whatsoever. We are just huge fans, but we are sicko fans, and we have come to to understand the game. And we can shed a little bit of light, maybe to some of those fans over here that are just getting a getting a, a foothold. So, uh, thank you all for your time. And uh, anything you want to add there, Mitch? Uh, nothing. No, just thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I'd be surprised, but thank you for listening. That's real a lot of confidence you threw out there. I'm really surprised if you made it this far. I mean, once they started hearing us about Urban Meyer in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, one, another weekend down. Week of seven coming in here, here, and we will be back with you next week. Yes, sir. Later. Later. <laughs>